Well, it got dark during the binaural episode of Jamley Matters, Billy Jean. I think it's going to get a little darker. Well, it's a, will it get darker or will it stay dark because it never got light after binaural, but it's better? Is that what? <laughs> yeah. Is that a good way? I definitely, it's dark but better. Dark but better. Next <laughs> on Jamley Matters. This podcast will stir your passion. It's Jamily Matters, Pearl Jam Explored. Hello, welcome to this edition of Jamily Matters. We've got the Facebook page. It is up and running. Uh, people are interacting. If you uh, would like to play along with what we're doing here on Jamily Matters, that's the place to go. And uh, my name is Roach. Billie Jean, as always, is here with me. We are going to do Vitology today on Jamily Matters. And Billie Jean, I don't know what your initial overview thoughts were on Vitology. Again, if you're just listening for the first time, this is pre-Billie Jean fandom, uh, right. Pearl Jam. So I, I guess the question is, what's your, what's your top line, your overview of Vitology as an album? This one was easier for me to rank because I felt like I was kind of split. Like the, the stuff that um, came in as my least favorite, I was able to quickly get a couple out of the way um i i love i mean i love this album though the 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 great ones on the album are, are some of my favorite pearl jam songs of all time so um but it, it was long story short it was it was easy for me to rank this album this was a um this was a bad time i wouldn't say bad time it wasn't a bad time in my life but it was definitely this album was speaking to me at this time in my life the first two pearl jam albums I was in college and um, kind of on a path uh, to to whatever society should say that you should be on. Uh, after, well, during Vitology, I had flunked out of college. I was working at a retail job full time, and I was basically, I don't want to say, I wasn't, I wasn't homeless, but I was definitely nomadic in that I was would spend a few nights a week at my grandmother's house. I'd spend a few nights a week at my mother's house. I'd spend a few nights a week at my girlfriend at the time's house. I didn't have a house of my own. I wasn't having an apartment. So I was definitely um, rudderless at this point. And so a lot of the the anger that comes through in Vitology spoke to me on a personal level. And um, it's it's but it's interesting I think I always listening to it as for part of as part of this podcast, I totally underestimated this album because this is this was the third of the big three Pearl Jam albums. And so, you know, you always say uh, you love 10 and you always, you know, uh, say how great versus is. And then for me, it gets to, to yield. So it was really exciting to go back and and listen to this album and. And kind of immerse myself in it. The other thing about this album is two of the most played Pearl Jam songs of all time are on this yeah. album, which inherently means I'm not going to listen to this full album because I've heard yeah. those two songs so many different times in so many different places that I don't want to hear them as part of a, a sit down and listening to an album kind of experience. And then you factor in the other thing with with all of the kind of uh, the experimental stuff. I always in my head was like, I'm not going to listen to Vitology because I don't want to listen to the experimental stuff and I don't need to hear Corduroy and Better Man mm -hmm. again, which meant for some reason I put the entire album aside. Then I went back and listened to it here and it's, it's, I, I have here in my notes, 
it's delightfully messy and yeah. and muddled and uh, I say delightfully in the way that I I am I'm enjoying it. The the album isn't delightful, but it's in the way that it's set up and the way that it is muddled with all these experimental tracks and just kind of this doomy gloomy overhang to the whole thing. It 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 had the potential to end up being like binaural, and instead, it's just a fantastic album, and it's it's just a really good batch of songs and. You know, you say some of your favorites are on here. I don't know if any of my my all time favorites are on this album, but I'll, there are a lot of really yeah. good songs on this album. So, um, you know, I'm just I'm, I'm very very interested to see to hear what your list looks like as somebody who came to this album late, uh, because this definitely was the end of the first era of Pearl Jam. This was the closing of the book because No Code is next and No Code is a reset in in a lot of ways. So this was the end of the kind of the heyday of the band. And I'm, being that you weren't really there for it as it was happening, I'm, I'm interested to see what your thoughts are. And then the last thing I'll say is um, uh, this CD did not fit in my CD tower, which is one of the <laughs> other things that I always remember by Vitology. Yes. Uh, this is when they started making different types of, of packaging for their CDs. And this was the first one. I always had to jam it in to get it into my CD tower. Um, and then the other thing, I've heard this, it might be the, the, the case, the only time that this has happened, I heard a lot of these songs before the, the album came out, which uh, I'm really straining to think of times that I've heard more than one or two songs before the album came out. But this one, because they were writing it while they were touring for Verses, the first show I ever saw was um, April of 94 in Fairfax, Virginia, I had driven down from Philly to see them for the very first time, and they did uh, a couple of new songs, including Corduroy, before the album came out. So Last Exit, I'd heard beforehand. I'd heard Better Man before. I'd heard Tremor Christ before. Uh, Immortality, I'd heard before. Corduroy, I'd heard before. That's the first time, and maybe the only time that's ever happened for me as far as a Pearl Jam album is concerned. So uh, that's all I have to say. Do you have anything else before we get into the list, Billie Jean? I think that's, I I definitely know after reading a lot about this album, too, after, like, I, I got the opportunity to experience it. I had read that this was one of the first albums, too, where Eddie was vocal about making the final decisions on on the songs and i i remember reading a lot a ways back that this was this was a tough record for stone in particular he thought about you know leaving the band and there was there was some tension there but um you could you could feel it a little bit in the in the album but like you said it's a very very diverse album it's uh it's it's kind of all over the place but it's 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 pleasant as you as you said this must have this this album must have driven ed nuts because of but the internal things that were going on. And then also externally, a lot of these songs is are him lashing out at fame and being uh, angry at how things that he's doing. I mean, the, the song Corduroy is literally about somebody. Well, not literally. It's about the song is called Corduroy because somebody stole his Corduroy jacket, which was uh, kind of a trademark of the first tour or so uh, for the band. So he writes a song called Corduroy. But then. These songs get appropriated. I I totally remember radio stations in '94 using "Not for You" as like their slogan of "Hey, we're you listening to all the hair bands? This is not for you." And then they would use Ed's vocals, and it's like the if I'm Ed, I'm like I wrote this song because I'm angry at the industry, and now you're taking this song and using it as a way to give the industry more <laughs> yeah. cred, and it must have driven them up a wall. You're- 
totally right. Oh, that's that's great. I didn't know that. I didn't know that that was used it's so much. Definitely. That's awesome. Definitely what was happening. Because he would say, like, and I'll use my radio station example, DC 101. This is not for you! DC's rock station. And it's like, okie dokie. All right. Uh, and then the other side of the coin is, this is... um. This is one of those, I feel like this is one of those albums where you, I'm trying to think of the best way to say this, Satan's Bed is just, it's, it's got to be a very difficult song for, for Ed to look back on now. And it's, it's one of those things where you, you look at him, and I, I, we can talk about this more when we get to Satan's Bed, but it's, you could see, people can look at him and go, wow, what a hypocrite, look what happened now. And it's like, yeah, I get it, but like... I don't know what your views were like at 22, 23, but they're not exactly the same as they are at 42, 43. And so I don't I don't go what a hypocrite. I do go, oh, that's unfortunate that he had to uh, actually record that for posterity and then end up marrying a model. It's it's uh, <laughs> it's just very I look at it as unfortunate rather than uh, Ed's a hypocrite and he's two faced and he went back on everything that he, yeah. he railed against. It just, it just, you know, it's unfortunate. Right. Well, I guess we'll talk more about it when we get to that one. Uh, that's Vitology, November twenty second, nineteen ninety four. Just coming up on its twenty fifth anniversary. Just passing its twenty fifth wow. anniversary. So, um, yeah, this is going to be. Uh, this will be a. This should be a good one. I think. Here's the question, Billie Jean. Are we ranking the experimental songs? Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to, I just wanted to make sure that we're we're yeah. on the same page. Um and I'll tell you one of the experimental songs is ranked high could have could have been ranked higher for me but I didn't rank it higher because of the experimental nature of it yeah. but I definitely let's just get into the thing. Well 14 tracks on uh, Vitology, I assume our 14, number 14, is are both exactly the same, Billie Jean. What is it? Pry, to pry, pry, to? Really? Pry. Yeah. Why? What's yours? Well, mine's obviously Stupid Mop. I hate oh, Foxy right, Mop Hand. Right. No, that one, I mean, that's that's a, that's the next one for okay. me. But th- no, these two for me, even though, like you said, like I, I was trying to really get into the experimental ones and rank them appropriately, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both were a close tie for me, but um, yeah, no, I don't know. Pry to to pry, it was just uh, it it just it just comes and goes for me. So that that was my my last one. Well, and that's why I was I wanted to ask you, and we're gonna have a couple of more examples of this as we we do like red dot on yeah. yield. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, for me, stupid mop, I, I've listened to it twice in its entirety, once when I first bought the album and then once for this <laughs> exercise. And I'll never listen to yeah. it ever, ever again. I don't I don't understand what the what the cause yeah. or the reason why this album needed to have Stupid Mop at the end. Immortality is a phenomenal mm-hmm. album ender. So then to tack on um that is very, very needless. And again, it's it's funny, I'll be saying this a couple times, unfortunate that the, this was something that had to happen. But um, that's definitely my number 14. Your number 14 is Pry 2. That's my number 13. Um, you're, do you want to talk about Stupid Mop before I talk no. about Pry 2? I mean, I just, same thing. I completely agree. When I was ranking, when I was listening to this album, I I, I mean, I had forgot about this song. I hadn't heard it in so long. I was like, oh, what, what? Stupid yeah, it, because you, 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 I don't know if most Pearl Jam fans do this. You kind of block it out and yeah. go, okay, this song doesn't exist. Yep. Next. Immortality is over. 
uh, the the <laughs> album is over in my mind, and yes. then you've got this. Um, also, welcome to the band Jack Irons. That was his first yes. recording, <laughs> and it's like, all right, I, which honestly, I think at the time, if I if I can think back to where I was feeling, that made me a little nervous because I'm like, is this is this mm. the band? Is this the direction? Because I love Dave. So I was like, is this the direction the band's going to be going with these kind of experimental things? Turned out not to be the case, but they did go into a direction that was more experimental in No Code, as we as we heard on on the last episode or two episodes ago. Um, go back and check that one out. So that's your stupid mop um, sum up. Yes, and, uh, that's it. Will this will this be the last time we ever talk about I, that? Y- yes. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so my number thirteen is Pride Two. Uh, to me, it's a um, it's a well played, well placed interlude to end the first half of the album. We we went hard on the first half of the album, uh, and we we just got out of whipping, and we're we're about to go into one of the general consensus best Pearl Jam songs of all time, which is also up tempo. So. It's it's very well placed on the album, and I do appreciate where it is on the album. I kind of did need that little <sighs> to catch my breath. Yeah. Um, but that's that's really yeah. that's really all I have to say about uh, P R A V A C Y. It's priceless to me. <laughs> uh, your number twelve. Billie okay, Jean. my number twelve is Aya Davanita. Mm-hmm. That's Which another is- one where I when I was listening to this, yeah, I'm listening to this album, I I hadn't heard that in in quite some time, but um. You know, even though I was I was trying to take these experimental tracks very seriously and rank them appropriately, that was my my number twelve. Yeah. Um, first of all, we we talked before we started recording. A lot of controversy on how to pronounce yes. it. Um, I I it's weird because when you like, is it is it I Divanita? Is it A Divanita? And I was like, you know what? I've never actually heard yeah. anybody say yes, the name of this same. song, so I don't know if there's a right answer. Also, whenever I say it, I just say the Divanita. <laughs> I never say the I part. So um, yeah, if, if 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 you have the official pronunciation, please don't hold it against us. Uh, we're going with I as in I I Captain and Divanita. As our thing uh, again, I have this as a as a nice little interlude between two slow songs. Um, we had uh, what was it before Better Man, and then we're going in Immortality back to back without that little yeah. disruption. Might been a little too much overcast in my ear, so it, it is a nice little interlude. Uh, I dig the vibe. Uh, I've dig the musical vocal style. I wish it was one minute or one minute and thirty seconds rather than three plus minutes um that I, I dig i dig what they were going for there and uh i'm i'm fine with it again th- we're talking about all this experimentation other than stupid mop i don't have any problems mm-hmm. with any of the experimental songs on the album and you're number 11 billy jean my number 11 which is it, are you gonna get controversial <laughs> no okay. no it's not um i it's funny it's hard because i i actually would think i would rank this higher because i've seen it live before i was i think it was amsterdam i i saw them and i freaked out that they were playing it however when i need to rank this album it comes in at number 11 and it's it's bugs Mm -hmm. that's also my number 11 um i really like the song me too and i i this is the one i was kind of alluding to as we were doing our our vitology recap i think that bugs is (sighs) i wanted to rank it above my number 10 
is is what I was where I'm going with this. I actually was thinking about ranking it above my number nine. Me, me too, as well, <laughs> um, because I really like bugs, and I don't know how many times I'm going to be able to say this. So I'm going to say it now. I think that I I kind of bowed to what I think people expect mm. to have. Now I feel a little bad about it because now you're. Like, <laughs> I also like bugs. Me too. I like this song. Um, if you were going to close this album with anything other than Immortality, which they did, so obviously that wasn't going to be the album closer, yeah. this would have been a yes. great album closer. Yes. If they had just done Immortality and it ended, and then the, the beginning of Bugs started, I would have been like, you know what, that was a satisfying like after-dinner mint, and I would have been happy with it. <laughs> so, like, I really... I don't think that there are certain lines from movies and TV shows and songs that I say all the time, and I don't think they're dumb is one of those lines that I'll drop five or six times a year. Yeah. Five or six times a year I'll drop, <laughs> I don't think they're dumb, because I think it's a perfect line and it, it, it fits a lot of occasions. Think about this. Next time something happens where you're like, wait a second, what? And you just go, I don't think they're dumb. <laughs> and you're like, yes, okay. Uh, and of course, Ed on the accordion. Bugs. Not as bad as people make it out to yeah. be, I think, is is the takeaway from this. Uh, I think now we're past the experimental songs. We're into the top 10. What is your number 10, okay. Billie Jean? My number 10. And like I said, this, this starts to get very hard for me. But um, Does it really? Yeah. Okay. Oh, even sitting here, I'm like, oh, I could I could switch to, um, but no, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my number. 10. You were, you were about to switch on the fly. Yeah, yeah. This is hard. This is hard for me. Wow. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm doing it. I'm going with it. Uh, number ten for me is Satan's Bed. Mm-hmm. That's also my number ten. Oh. We're 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 simpatico today, big time. Um, it's funny. I don't binaural. Was the one where first of all we were we had vastly different yes. rankings, and and then the other thing is for me there was a clear bottom tier, and a clear middle tier, and a clear upper tier. There's not a lot of bad. Yeah. I, I said stupid mop, but other than that, this album is is really really strong. It's a really strong batch of songs, and I, I'm gonna let you go for Satan's Bed because uh, I kind of touched on a little bit of what my thoughts on it were. I mean, I love the lyrics in, in this one, too. Like, it's not all busy, busy I've never said Satan's bed. Although I must admit, still visits my as you know, he don't I mean, I just think the lyrics were so clever. I could actually remember one of the first times listening to this song and, and then I, wanting to, like, know exactly the, the meaning behind it and the lyrics. Um, and I... I don't know. I, I just this one. Uh, this one's this one's a this one's a great tune. I when I think of Vitalogy, this is a standout song to me. Like I like when I try to like explain it to someone. Satan's Bed is is one that I would tell people to to listen to. It just um, it brings me back to like where they must have been when writing this record. And um, yeah, I don't know. Well, it's so, funny you say you say it's a standout track, but yet you have it number ten. Yes. So it's in the second <sighs> half of the album. Hard. But I kind of have something similar. For me, this is a filler track, but it's a it's a real quality filler track. It's not. I don't want to say any of the binaural songs now because because <laughs> you're gonna get all angry again. But it, some some songs you're just like, yeah, okay, that didn't need to be. I'll say it, habit for me didn't need to be on no code. It's, it's a filler song, but 
this one, it fits with everything's going on. It's a it's a solid song, and yes, even though it is a, a basically a filler or an album track just to punch it up a little bit, it's a it's a quality song. Um, you know, I know he I know he probably has a lot of regrets, but. It's just great wordplay. It's yes. great wordplay. It's well done and it's clever. And I'm sure he was really patting himself on the back for coming up with the, that phrasing. And now he's like, "I wish I had never written that 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 lyric." But it's it's good stuff. Yes. It's it's great '90s Eddie Vedder lyrics, and it's great. I like it. I will say, which is what knocks it down for me. I think the chorus kind of sucks. I think the already in love is is very trite. It's you know you you talked about wanting to dissect what the what the lyrics mean and what the song means. I don't like what does already in love mean have to do with the rest of the verses. If somebody would like to hit me to that, I I'm definitely yeah. listening. I'm here for it. So uh, hit us up on Facebook and let us know. But for me, just the way it's already in love already. In love, I expect a little bit more from from Pearl Jam than than that, and that's what I got. Um, yeah, there are there are two examples of I think Ed looking back and going, "Oh man, uh, this is one of them," and the other one we'll we'll get to later on in the uh, in the in the countdown. But I think this is, and I don't know if you have your PJ tracker stat tracker open. Did, do we know when the last time that song was even played? Mm, I don't know. Like, do they, did they did he retire that song? Did I'm not sure. He, or did he have to retire the song? Was he told to retire the song? Yeah. I don't know. So uh, something to think about if anybody wants to hip us to that as well. Uh, hit us up on the uh, Facebook page. That's our song number 10. We are literally the same except for our 13 and 14. What do you got for nine? Okay. Number nine. I, I think we're going to diverge, diverge yeah. here. So go ahead. This one I I love and I love it live. Um, but when one thing I really had to like, we talked about the singles. There's a lot of songs here that I've heard a lot, but I had to take that into consideration when putting this ranking together. That you know I I'm getting nervous. I I'm, I'm really getting nervous right now because you're making <laughs> you're making me. I'm feeling like maybe if you say what I think you're going to say, my response to you is going to be. You didn't take this exercise seriously. No, I'm going I, to I'm going to scold you like a I'm teacher. Not, okay. Um. All right. Then I'm just going to say it. my number nine is spin the black circle. Okay, that's my number nine uh, too. Okay. okay. Woo! I was taking you like <laughs> by my journey of saying that. No, this is why the, okay. where I was getting at yeah, is I would usually rank this song even further up. Well, because I it's, love it. It's a, it's a punk jam. It's like it is just raging with so much rock and roll. Is this the first punk jam song. Well, there's none on ten, obviously. Yeah, it depends on what you think about blood, which I don't think is a punk Mm-mm. rock song. No, um, so this is this, this, is, is, this is the first punk jam. Yes, which you, and I love me some punk jam. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> so usually I would rank this higher. However, I'm a little surprised. I, I, the you know the singles I had to I had to rank higher because they just were you know some of the best and most influential songs for the band. So that's why Spin the Black Circle came in as number nine. For me. Wait, wait. Repeat that. I'm sorry. I was a little. I was. I think I was thinking about what I was going to say, and then you were like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> no, I was just. I was just recapping that. Usually, this would have been higher yeah, for me, but that I heard the singles 
from this album. Okay. Even though I've heard it a lot. I had to re- remember like that I appreciate those songs because they were so important for the band. So I ranked those higher hmm. than Spin Spin the Black Circle. So you did take this exercise seriously. Oh, oh yeah. Very well done. <laughs> um I put it I put here is this my favorite punk jam song? Um the answer is definitely maybe. Uh, the next album we're going to do also has a punk jam song that I also enjoy uh, more than the usual punk jam songs. So I, when I wrote this up, I hadn't listened to the next album in a while. So then I was like, well, wait a second. Is this my favorite? So this is a to be continued, a teaser to the next episode. This song and the the punk rock or one of the punk rock songs on the next album are definitely in the running for my favorite punk jam songs. Maybe this was be, maybe it's because this is the first we heard of of mm-hmm. Punk Jam, and also this was the first single. Now again, I had heard tracks before, but all in the live setting, I hadn't heard anything recorded. This is the first recorded song that I heard off of Vitology, and it rips. And when in 1994, I wanted Pearl Jam songs that that rage, yes. and this one this one raged in a different way than what I was used to because it's not alive or even flow. Uh, it's not animal or go, but this 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 rips in its own way, and it's a good song. I, I have in my notes here. I wish I liked vinyl as much as Ed likes it to to be <laughs> yes. this this jazzed about, about vinyl. Spinning black circle, yeah. I always feel like because you know vinyl, and it's funny because 1994 vinyl was probably dead at that point, and now vinyl is back yeah. in a big way. There was no record store day in 1994, um, and so it's kind of the hipster cool thing to do is to be into vinyl and. I still am not into vinyl because I I, it, I still like my music uh, when I want my music and vinyl is an experience and you've got to pull it from the sleeve, you've got to put it on and you've got to sit down and you've got to listen and you've got to flip it, whereas I just want the next song to start. So I've, I've never had the patience for vinyl. I'm glad I didn't come up in the vinyl era. I'm glad that I am not don't have to embrace the vinyl era as it's back, but I wish... He makes me wish I loved vinyl as much as he does. Uh, so, again, same page. Let's see if the streak continues. Number eight. Okay, number eight for me is whipping. Okay. Now, we're, we're separating okay. here. Oh, we're, separating? we're separating here. Okay. Um, oh, hard again, hard again, because I, I love this song. I love how he... Um, I love how he uses his voice in this song. Like I like how when he says whipping, like... Love the lyrics, like, don't need a helmet, I got a hard, hard head, don't need a raincoat, I'm already wet. Like, these are just uh, very clever lyrics. Um, I, I love this song, but it, it, yeah, number eight for me. This is my number three. Oh. I have it really, really high. Uh, okay. I We hear Corduroy and Better Man a lot involuntarily. Yep. <laughs> So when it's time to voluntarily voluntarily listen to songs, this is my most listened to song on Vitology. This is great when you're working out because it it just goes. Uh, you mentioned the lyrics, I, and you just mentioned one of my favorite lyrics. But I mean, I love the "Don't mean to push," but I'm and the way he says "shoved." I 
gave you the backstory on where I kind of was in my personal life in 1994 when this album came out, 1995, the the themes in this album on this song hit really hard to a 22 year old who has no direction and doesn't know what's going on and has no idea how his life's gonna gonna play out in front of him. And so uh, th- this song to me is just it's it's everything that I was feeling at the time that it came out. It's it's grunge personified. Mm-hmm. Like it's just a grunge. Like when I think of grunge, this is one of the first five songs that I think of, along with Smells Like Teen Spirit. And like this is just a great, great nice. song. It's my number three. Um, let's go to your number. Oh, should I do my number eight? Yes. Okay. My number eight is Tremor Christ. Mm. Okay. All right. Okay, I like that. I like. I'm a big fan of your pause. Um, I've always been a big fan of the music of this song. Yeah. Um, Ed's lyrics are are really good, and it's, it's fine. The eh, 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 that is the thing that's always drawn me to this song, and it, it feels like um, it feels like an experimental Beatles track. There's a couple of songs that Pearl Jam does that feels very Beatles esque, and my mom a huge Beatles fan. And I remember when 10 came out and I said to her, oh, you have Lennon McCartney. I have Vetter Gossard. Because 10, basically, if you look at the liner notes, it's all Vetter Gossard, Vetter Gossard, and then a couple of amens, um, or amens. But you, I, I, my, it became a kind of a competition where I, would, I would, wanted my band to be on the level of the Beatles and my mom's band. Now, obviously, they... they no band's going to get on the level of the Beatles. But as I was saying to my mom when we were talking about this album, they came closer than anybody would have thought in 1991. Obviously, when some jackass says, hey, this new band that I like is going to be just as big as the Beatles <laughs> to their mother, you're going to get the eye roll. But here we are 30 years later now. They're still t- yes. they're still kicking around. They're still drawing. They're still making music. They're not the Beatles, they they made a very very valiant effort to get to the height of the Beatles, and so I always am looking for. I was always, especially then, looking for for connections to go. Hey, this is very much like the Beatles, Mom. You should check this out. You should check this out. When Ed covered uh, "You've Got to Hide Your Love Away," it was like her favorite was Lennon. So it was like, look, oh, here's nice. Ed covering yes. my favorite, covering your favorite. This is fantastic. Uh, so. When I heard this song, it felt very Beatles-esque to me uh, in 1994, uh, especially between the uh, chorus and the second verse. I don't think this is the best Pearl Jam song, but I, I really, really enjoy it, and it's a really, really good song on a really, really good album. So my number eight is Tremor Christ, which leads us to your seven and... Okay, now I'm I'm starting to get scared. You're gonna start getting mad at me. Well, no, no, no. We're at the point now. I mean, look, we're at, we're at top half of the album. Yes. it's it's gonna be personal preference at this okay. point. Okay, uh, for me, number seven, it's Better Man. I wish you're not I taking could... you're not taking this this exercise seriously. You know when I just said it's it's personal oh. preference at this point. You're not taking this exercise seriously. There's no way that you could take this exercise seriously I I just... and put that at seven. 
I just can't listen to the song anymore. I, ju- I that, love it. That has but nothing to I do know, with anything. But it's hard. It's just in my brain. I can't shake it, okay? It comes in at number seven. This is a trash choice, Billie uh, Jean. I'm just telling you right now, that's a trash choice. I, the song is wonderfully done. It's an amazing song. It's an amazing song. They will go on forever being known for this incredible song. Do you think, and this is just a separate subject and I should probably write this down as a future topic will this be the song that Pearl Jam is probably most remembered for when it's all said and done yes it's in the running right yes unfortunately so is Last Kiss but I mean it's in the running <gasps> wait unfortunately we, we'll, get to, we'll, we'll get to that in a future episode <laughs> unfortunately Last Kiss will also be in the running um, alright listen you, here's the thing you have to you have to tell me why this is okay. seven I just when I listen to this song, I, it doesn't make me feel great anymore. I hear it and I'm just like, oh, like I just it's it's just too much for me. I, I, I've, I've just heard it too much. And unfortunately, I can't go back and, and appreciate it as much as I should. Well, that's the it. thing. You can't separate it anymore. I can't. From what? From wanting to get up when this song is <laughs> and go get a beer at the show. I know I'm not going to miss anything. So I get up and I go get the beer. What do you do when it comes on the radio? Change? No, I, I listen to it. Because it's Pearl Jam? Because it's Pearl Jam and I'm stoked that they're on the radio. What do you? What about when it comes up on a mix playlist? What do you do? Um, I might, you, I might skip it. What's next? Yeah, it's your yeah. mix. You, yeah. you know something else is coming up. Yeah, I skip it. No, listen, here, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're absolutely wrong. <laughs> but I get it. I completely get it because of what you just said. I, I, Part of my job, I, I probably play it at this point twice a week. But at one point, it was every day. Yes. Um, and at, at one point further back, this is before I got into business, it was three times a day. Um. So I understand that. If it comes up in a playlist, I skip because I've gotten everything that I can get yes. out of Better Man. <laughs> I've deconstructed that song to the point where, all right, I know what's going on. And when it when they play it live, I don't get a beer, but I definitely I definitely sit down until we get to the long outro at the end. Yeah. Um But still, it's it's Better Man. <laughs> it's my number four. And I know I'm saying all this stuff, and then it's like, well, Roach, how are you making it at number four? <laughs> um, I, I think that's a testament to the three ahead of it yeah. rather than Better Man itself. I think listening to it, and I tried during this exercise to listen to it with fresh ears, really, really difficult mm-hmm. to do with that and Corduroy. But I think I did a good job of doing it. And I also was able to kind of put myself back in 1994. And you haven't heard it yet. The other ballad on this album resonated with me then so it's definitely going to resonate with me uh now but i was able to go okay you know what i liked nothing man more than better man in 1994 so i'm comfortable ranking nothing man ahead of better man um this is i I said is this pearl jam's most accessible song which begs the question and i would love if anybody has, has has read interviews or as we always say, there are definitely more knowledgeable Pearl Jam fans than Billy Jean and I. But I have to think to myself, why'd you record this song? 
you you you've had this song at this point. He wrote this, and I, I mean, I have a video of him playing it with Bad Radio in 1989. So the song at this point is at least five, maybe ten years old. If you hate the way that things are going so much, if you don't like fame, if you don't want this spotlight, why would you write this 100% pop song smash and put it on this album surrounded by songs that are are literally you saying, I hate that I'm famous now. I hate what cost my fame has become. And that's a question I've always was like, and, and I don't know, I, I never thought of it, but listening to the album and I'm like, everything on here is angry and dark. And then, and, yeah. <laughs> and this song, this song is angry and dark, yeah. but you knew this was going to be yes. a hit. You knew you had a hit on your hands. There's no reason for you to dig up this song from pre-Pearl Jam and throw it on the album because if you didn't know that it was going to be a hit, because you knew it was a good song. You knew it was. Yes. So why'd you record it and put it on this album of anti-fame songs? This is the question I have. It's a good question. Well, thank you. Um, it's my number four. Uh, I don't know if I said what it was, mm-hmm. but it's not. My, it's my number four, and that's only because of the high regard I, ho- I hold the other the, the three songs that are ahead of it. So that's your number seven. My number seven is not for you. Is that your number six by any chance? Okay. Nope. Okay. All right. Do you want to wait? Do you want to talk about it now, or do you want to talk about it when it comes up um. for you? I'll talk about it when it comes up for me. Okay. Yeah. Well, then no, no. Then I'll wait to, okay. to talk about it as well. What's okay. your What's your number six? <sighs> okay, I'm I'm getting nervous. Um, There's nothing to be nervous about, <laughs> unless of course you put corduroy in this spot, in which case <clears throat> no. That, okay. All right. No. Okay. Definitely not. Okay. We talked about Better Man. To me, I agree with you that if I had to rank these two, this one is definitely the stronger one for me than Better Man. So number six for me is Nothing Man. Okay. It's tough though because I I I love this one. This is one that I don't go get a beer for. <laughs> um, it's not played as often as Better Man, obviously. Maybe, yep, that's 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 got to be why. Um, but I love like live when it gets to the part, you know, like. She wants believe in every story he had to tell. One day she Have that down in my notes. That's a that is just a fantastic line, and you're absolutely right. Great call on it. And everyone is just like in it together during that song. It is just so powerful. Um, but yeah, I just the way that this one ranked. That's how that's where it had to come in for me because my other one. There's some others that I feel stronger on. So yeah, number six. Okay, man. It's my number two, and it's a um, it's a song that hits home for me. It's just a based on my my life and yeah. my my romantic life it's it's definitely it's, these are lyrics that i have thought to myself many times uh in my screw ups of relationships you mentioned the she once believed i loved called a bottle called a bolt of lightning oh, curse yes. a day he let it go uh that's fantastic and in a lot of ways my my AOL Instant messenger name was Nothing Man Roach. Oh, so. nice! That's awesome. <laughs> so, because I wanted, I wanted to have a Pearl Jam yes. reference in my Instagram name, uh, instant messenger name, Instagram, my instant messenger name, but I didn't want it to be generic, even flow Gregory or whatever. So, uh, <laughs> it was Nothing Man Roach because I was like, that's a song, that, like, 
I have here that's overshadowed by Better Man, which is 100% true, but I don't, I'm not mad at it. Like, I'm glad yeah. that Better Man is the bigger song because the music snob in me wants to hold on and say, okay, you can, you can, yes. you can have you Better Man. You can have Better Man. I'm going to hold on to Nothing Man and, and keep <laughs> that as, my, as mine. Um, it's not as big as Black, but it's definitely the same vibe of, oh, I, I blew it kind of situation. Um, so it's, to me, it's a, it's got a kinship towards too, too black. Uh, it's a great power ballad, which there's not a lot of Pearl Jam yeah. power ballads, which is kind of interesting considering they're a rock band and you figure their slow songs would be more power ballady, but they're not, uh, generally they're more like, uh, immortality and difference or, you know, your acoustic style daughter, elderly woman's. Uh, so they don't really have a lot of power ballads. This is one of them that's really good. And then the last thing that I'll say is uh, you mentioned some great lyrics. I mentioned some some really great lyrics. I also love the way he says, Into the Sun. Oh, into the sun. Into the sun. I love the way that just the, just the raw... The raw emotion of the way that he he sings that is is really really chill inducing. It's my number two, so my my list is being unveiled a little mm-hmm. bit at a time. I think based on what everybody has been listening and hearing so far, you can guess what my number one is. But we'll hold off. Uh, my number six is immortality. Okay. All right. I, I don't like her. I don't like the way you just said oh, okay, which means you're, you're. I think you're a little disappointed that it's yeah. it's number six for yeah, me. I am, I am. It's a number three for me. All right, well, let's do immortality now. Okay. Uh, I'll go first since okay. I have it ranked low, lower than you do. Okay, I wouldn't call six low. And by the way, to me, I'll take any song from twelve up. Like I don't, I don't mind Divinita. Maybe I don't want to hear that. Okay, yeah. eleven up. We're we're in a good tier yes. at this point, which shows you the strength of yeah. this of this album. Um, it, Immortality is just it, they were on a roll with album closers, and I consider this the album mm-hmm. closer. They were on a roll with album closers. You you come in with release, you follow up with indifference, and then you do Immortality. It, they stumbled a, a bit on No Code with Around the Bend, um, but this is what Pearl Jam kind of dealt with dealt in at that point was just really really strong slow album closers and and this is another one i do they still do this one live yes okay i just wanted to throw that i wanted to ask um i dig the acoustic guitar solo Mm. Um, you don't usually hear an acoustic guitar solo by the way the weird thing is, it's an acoustic guitar solo and an electric song. So it's like, and we know Mike can nail any guitar solo, so for the fact that they went acoustic guitar solo and an electric song, I thought was a really interesting touch. Um, I, I like the way he says cracks. Or he uses C. Sometimes he'll say a C word, and he'll say the C word really cool, and he was stepped out through, through the, the cracks beneath the door. I'm like, I wish I could say C words that way. That would be really cool. <laughs> And then, um, you know, the, some die just to live. The, the yes. last, the last lyric of these of the song is is really powerful and impactful. Uh, I dig this song a lot. I know it's six on my list, but 
don't please don't take six yeah. as being low. This is a we are in rarefied yes. air as far as this this as Pearl Jam songs are concerned. These are all top notch Pearl Jam songs. Uh, you're you have them at three though. <clears throat> have immortality. I have it at three. number three. Um, oh, there's just so many good lyrics. I mean, you you've touched on so much of it already, but like I love some of my favorite lyrics from the from this song is like. Can I stop the thorn? The, the whole song is like it, it's really moving at that point and it's just it's just such a strong I could feel like the angst and I always I talk about angry Eddie for me I hear so much angry Eddie in this song and I fucking love it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's just such a cool song I'm I'm proud of this song when people ask me oh Pearl Jam's your favorite band yeah they're my favorite band I'd want them to listen to this to immortality because I just think it's just such a Cool song. So you've said that twice so far. Uh, once about Satan's bed yeah. and once about this. What do you think about, like, now thinking back, like, why is it that, that you would say those those two songs off of this album are ones where you were like, oh, you, you like Pearl Jam? You should listen to, you pulled two songs from yeah. Vitology. Because I feel like, and, and t- tell me if I'm wrong, 10 is 10. Mm-hmm. Every, and you would assume if somebody says, oh, I like Pearl Jam too, you assume they're talking about 10. Mm-hmm. So is this for you kind of the next layer of what Pearl Jam songs are? Because everybody knows the top layer. Let's peel that back. Yeah. Now check out these. If you like those songs, you should check out these songs. That's exactly it. Like I feel like, I mean, I, I work in the industry like you do. And like when I even tell artists I work with that this is my favorite band, People that aren't as deep and familiar with Pearl Jam, they only think of 10. They think of Jeremy. Mm-hmm. And everyone makes that. I'm sure you've gotten this, too. They make the, the Eddie voice. Yeah. And it drives me fucking nuts. <laughs> and I, that's why, like, a record like this, I always want people to, like, Immortality or Satan's Bed. Like, okay, you think you know Pearl Jam from that, but you should really listen to these songs to really have a better understanding of how deep this band is. It's so much more than Jeremy. It's so much more than what you think this band is so I, I don't know maybe that's why those are two standouts for me I just I think it helps show the the uh, how how big this band is how diverse how, how diverse, diverse. yeah yes. and and you brought up his vo- his vocals and you're right when people think of Pearl Jam they think of the the 10 baritone yeah um but you're right I mean this album he he unveils his punk rock voice that he teased you a little bit in blood, but that's not a punk rock song. This is a punk rock song. And in this one, he he gives you the kind of the voice that he will use moving forward for this style of song. This isn't your release voice. This isn't the indifference yeah. voice. This is, this is, I, there's a lot of soul and heartfelt mm-hmm. into it, but there's a lot, there's a lot of, a lot of gravel and snarl in it without the uh, not the the deepness of it but still having that gravitas and that i almost want to say age because the 10 era voice is it's a big boy voice but i don't know how mature of a voice it is whereas this immortality voice has got it's it's definitely weathered and it's it's been on the road for three years and it's it's been famous and it's 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 
kind of aged because of the price of fame, because of the 900 million shows they probably had done up until this point. Um, and, you know, we're, we're entering the age in Vitology where he does, like the live show does change. There's there's no more climbing on stuff and there's no more running around the stage. Like that yeah. is all being left behind. And it's kind of, you're feeling that and hearing that in his vocals where that you get that kind of, that weathered kind of sound to his vo- his voice, which is still beautiful. It's just not what people think of when they think of the Pearl Jam voice. Very well said by you. Hmm. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> where are we? Oh, that was my number six. So we're on your number five, which I also have not unveiled yet. It'd be nice if they were the same, but we'll see. Okay. I think you already hit this one. My number five is Last Exit. No, I didn't. That's you also did? my number five. Oh, okay. Um. We talked about how, you know, I, I came back to this album because I, I experienced Pearl Jam later on. Um, and I when I went back, I could still remember listening to Vitalogy right from the beginning. And la- we talk about how they totally kill it when they, with their opening songs for an album. I can't think of a better song to open this album. The drums. And- Right from the beginning, and then the growly, like the growly Eddie and the the drums. I I love this song. I I love it live. Um, yeah, that's. I put that's driving it. drums, and I put in parentheses Dave A four hundred exclamation points. <laughs> um, this is his. This song isn't, but yes. this is his farewell to the band, and it's a different band after this album, and so it was. It's it's. Awesome to hear these drums because this is a great Dave song because it, it just drives the entire song. Like it drags the song into an up-tempo vibe that I don't want to say it wouldn't have had without the drums, but it definitely supports all of the up-tempo-ness surrounding it. And he he nails this. This is, a, and you, you called it, this is another good opener. We talked about Immortality being a good closer. They usually, most times, Nail their opener and nail their ender. Yeah. And this is another example of them nailing their opener. If this song prob- if this song shows up anywhere else in the album, maybe I like it 10% less, but because it's the album opener, it hits right where it needs to hit. And it, as you said, it sets the tone of where we're going in this album. And uh, yeah, and we go right into Spin the Black Circle from here. So it's like, yeah, we're, we're rocking. And we're a little angry, yes. and this is what this is the journey you're about to embark on. Get on board because not only is the train leaving the station, the train is at top speed as it's passing through the station, and you better grab on and get yanked along for the ride because we're going some places on this one. <laughs> uh, so that's our both of our number fives. Nice. Okay. Uh, you know my number four. It's Better Man. What is your number four? My number four is Not for You. Okay. Which we didn't talk about. Yeah. Yeah. So let's do it. Let's do it now. So. I've played guitar almost my whole life. Like I started like <laughs> I'm laughing. You're gonna tell you you'll know why I'm laughing in a second. But go ahead, go ahead. I think I was like I grew up playing piano, and I was like oh, a classically trained piano. And then yeah. like the '90s hit, and you rocked rock, out. And I was like, oh my god, what am I doing? Like I need to be playing guitar, not a piano. And it was really it was probably Nirvana where it really started because they were very simple songs, all power chords. Boom but, is shedding one tear right now that you, <laughs> you, you you're leaving piano. You left piano behind. <laughs> sorry, sorry, boom. Um, but I did, and then I left piano behind. And this was probably one of the first songs I ever 
learned how to play because it's a really easy riff of not for you. And I loved it because it's still it sounded so good. It was an easy song <laughs> and I impressed my friends. <laughs> so um, before you continue, I have in my notes, this is the only Pearl Jam song I can play. On guitar. Oh, and nice. I was, was going to say to you, hey, Billie Jean, I can play a Pearl Jam song on guitar. It's not for you. And you're right. It's so easy to play. It's not even funny. Yep. And it's easy to strum and play as well. And you really don't have to play it cleanly yes. to still get the and 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 like you could stop and 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 it still sounds like good. not still sounds like not for you. So Ed, thank you for writing the <laughs> simplest guitar riff thank in you. the history of time. So that and I don't I really don't know if I can play any other song <laughs> on guitar, but I can do that one thanks to Ed. So yes. I'm so feeling you on the playing it on guitar. Uh, anything else about Not <laughs> no, For You, though? <laughs> I still, I love this song. This is one when you said it comes on the radio. Oh, I, I turn the, the volume up on this one. This is uh, It doesn't come on the radio, Billy Jean. Sometimes. It never comes on the radio. Sometimes. You're crazy. You're crazy. Sometimes in the evenings, <laughs> back Late home in, in the New York City area, there is one station and I hear this. Get played on, but um, I I love it. Oh, it's so rocking. This is this is such a rocking song, and he sound like when he's this is not for you, and he like he belts it out. It's uh, it's this is a good one. It's a crowd pleaser too. There are a couple of things in this song. First of all, the contempt in Ed's voice. It's like the lyrics are just dripping from his mouth about how he's just like God. What are you like? This isn't stop pretending stop playing and stop acting like something that you're not and it comes across and it's it's a good song having said that in 2020 as i as i look back there are a few points in the song where i chuckle because his his table sits just two and at the time he was married to someone else yeah. so that was the two and there are actually versions i i think in the SNL performance he says me and beth which i mean obviously you never think that you're going to end up divorcing somebody but like i wonder like does, yeah. does jill not allow him to play this song around the house oh, wow. like that's these are these are the questions that i i yes. think about um if you hate something don't you do it too mm. which as i said in satan's bed he obviously had a disdain for models at one point <laughs> Uh, and then he went and did it too. Again, I look this at this as not something hypocritical. What you do <laughs> 20 years before should not be held against you right. or held as a standard of what you are now. But it is unfortunate, and I, it does make me chuckle. And, of course, uh, third time, Ed goes third person. And I will say it again because I've said it in every other podcast. It seems as if because... It's hilarious to me that Mr. I don't like the attention on me constantly yes. goes third person in songs so on albums, multiple albums. So I guess he's not really going third person, but he is dropping his name in a song, which is if it was anybody else, you'd be like, like, 
If it was Khalid, you'd be like rolling your eyes going, we get it. We know what your name is. But because it's Eddie Vedder, you're like, that is so intense. I love the way they do it. No, it's it's very, very self-centered. It makes me chuckle. And I love that Mr. I Don't Like the Spotlight continually gets his name in song. So uh, those are my thoughts on Not For You. I love that I can play it. That's really the That's best great. part of the song. I love that I can play it. So your number three is Immortality. Yes. My number three is Whippin'. My number two is Nothing Man. What is your number two, Billie Jean? My number two is Tremor Christ. Okay. And that one ranked very high for me. It could have even been, at times, my, my favorite off the album. Interesting. Um, great song. It's great a song. great song. Uh, it's so weird. Like, I have it at eight, and you have it at two. But I also feel like we both just are yeah. like, that's a great yes. song. And I think, again, just going back, that's that's this album. It's yes. that strong that you're number two. Because remember, in Binaural, we had vastly different ones, yes. and I was upset. But now I'm like, no, yeah. I still love Tremor yeah. Christ, even though I have it at eight. And uh, yeah, I could easily see it at two on a certain day. Yes. But for you, what's what stands out about it for you? Oh, man. I, I, I know I say this a lot, but this is another one when it, it – when it gets played live, it's like, oh my god, they're playing Tremor Christ! I get so <laughs> excited, like I go, I go crazy. Um, so I, I, I have to say, it's it's definitely a, a great live one. Um, it's just so powerful. It's a moving song. I, I, I find myself thinking about this song and then going to my playlist and playing it just out of like not even listening to Vitology. I go because I, I have to hear this song. Tremor Christ. Tremor Christ. Your number two. Yes. We have the same number one. Yes. I'll start, but we're going to go, this is going to be like a tennis match. We'll go back and forth okay. on this. Um, this is this is hard to listen to with fresh ears because for a while, it was the most played Pearl Jam song on the radio. Like, you know, even Flow Alive, Jeremy, were all played a lot. When this song came out, it kind of nudged those aside because it was new. But then that also, it kind of stood the test of time and it kind of was, I you know, at least from, from my radio station's point of view, it was played more than those uh, than the 10 songs because of, I guess maybe because of the burn factor on those songs were a little higher. So like in 1998, you were still hearing Corduroy a lot on the radio. You're still hearing it alive, but you were also hearing Corduroy a lot. This was also like the, the de facto second song of a Pearl Jam live show for years and years and years and years and years. Like you could go, well, what's the first song going to be? Well, it could be this, this, and this. The second song is going to be Corduroy. Like it was always Corduroy. So if you saw them a lot, you heard this song a lot. If you listened to the radio, you heard this song a lot. So it's really hard to listen to with fresh ears. Having said that, I told you at the beginning of the podcast, I rarely listen to, to Vitology because Corduroy so much, Better Man so much. I started listening to Vitology. I didn't realize how late in the album it was. Like, I always thought it was like the third or fourth song. So, like, when I'm listening to it and we're going through and we're going through and then Whipping comes on and I'm like, hell yeah, this, this album, I totally forgot how great this is. And then the intro to this comes on and I go, holy shit, I totally forgot that Corduroy is on this album because I had immersed myself in it, forgetting that Corduroy was was coming up. And I was like, you're just going to throw this song in at like the eight or nine slot? You're just going to throw that song in there? And so like hearing it come in gave me a freshness because I had forgotten that I was going to get it on Vitology. And it was it was a really great surprise. So that's my first volley to you. Wow. 
were you like reading my notes or something? <laughs> <laughs> That's literally what I'm looking at. What I what I wrote down. Same. Like I can't believe that this song comes so late in the album. It's 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 an unbelievable song. That's why it comes in at both of our number ones. But I mean, right from the beginning to the lyrics, like the waiting drove me mad. And I like just the I, way he comes in with that is just. I like when. I listen to this song, I have to sing it, and I have to sing every lyric, and yes. I have to listen to it loud. And yes. It's a pump-up jam. Like, this is 100% one of the, the 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 best songs from Pearl Jam. And, I, you know, that's why it's so different for me than Better Man. This, to me— Well, that's what I was going to ask yeah. you. So, like, why can you listen to this with fresh ears but not Better Man? I I do not get sick of this song. It's just— it. It just this is so Pearl Jam to me. Um, I love it. Like I, I think I love the more rock. I don't know. I love all of Pearl Jam, but <laughs> this like this rock and song. It's just oh, so much angst. It just shows how incredible the band is. Um, it just to me is is what I want to hear from Pearl Jam more so than more so than Betterman. I'm so glad you pulled out um, the first lyric because just the song builds, like the intro of the song builds, builds, builds. And then when it starts, he's at 100 miles an hour. So like we had to, we had to start at zero, and we're now we're at 40, now we're at 50, and Ed's like waiting for us ahead, going, "I am ready to go. Let's <laughs> go. You get to my yeah. level." And then he just jumps in with a. Like I needed that full intro to get to his level, to get to his intensity. For that, and you know, look, Pearl Jam will be remembered for we we've touched on this a couple of times. It's funny that this is a theme. They'll be remembered most for their ten era songs. This song, though, is Pearl Jam because this marries where they were coming from and where they were going, and even where they ended up. If this, like, if Alive was on a Pearl Jam album in 2022, you'd be like, "What the?" What? Yes. But if this song was on, then you'd be like, "Yeah, this fits." Mm. So to me, this is like everything was building up to this song. And then everything after this is built upon what happened in this song. And to a bigger extent, this album. Like you get Punk Jam. It worked. Let's do a Punk Jam or two songs on every album moving forward. All of the stuff that they were trying to do leading up to Vitology was kind of perfected in Vitology. And then Everything they did after that was a jumping off point from Vitology. And it's just great. I put in my notes here. All the elements of this song work. Everybody is just an A plus on this song. And the things that they try, the build up to the thing, it works. The long outro, which most times I don't like, works. Ed's lyrics work. The changes work. It just all works. And, you know... One of my big criticisms of the next album we're gonna we're gonna do is it has all the elements, but they don't fit perfectly like a jigsaw puzzle. So I ended up going, "Hey, I can see what this picture is, but there's two pieces missing, and so now I feel like it's a little incomplete." This is a complete picture and a complete puzzle done perfectly well. That well said. That's a, that's exactly it. And like Corderite, that's that's really it's such a good from what we know of Pearl Jam from the beginning to to the most current music like I can like I can hear it you know coming out on an album yeah. a new one and Mind was, Your Manners like, is not yes, so far from, from what Corduroy, Corduroy is it's Corduroy. not far off well said yes
Agreed. So that's our number. Our number ones are the same as Corduroy, and uh, we'll post the list on Facebook now that we are up and running officially and, and for sure. And people are listening to this going, you've been up and running for a while. As we record these, we are literally just getting up and running. So now we're up and running uh, in our heads. Uh, but please go to our Facebook page and uh, and give your list of Vitology. Billie Jean, as always, you will give us the teaser for the next episode of Jamily Matters, which is coming in just a few weeks, which will be... <laughs> Do you not know what to call it? Do you not what what the name is? What? <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking about the next album so so intently that I you, I froze. I froze. <laughs> Jamly Matters. That's the name of the podcast, Billy Jean. What's the name of the next what's the name of the next oh, album God. we're doing? I'm sorry. I'm hurting. I'm hurting. This is the self-titled self oh my god. <laughs> self-titled Pearl Jam album. AKA The Avocado Album. And that is next. Thank you for listening. Now, it's your turn. Post your thoughts on the Jamily Matters Facebook page or send an email to jamilymatters at gmail.com.